in a world looking for something to listen to. A group of friends rise to the challenge. It's Pop Samurai. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Scene Dojo. I'm your host, John Hoon. With me today is... Paul Peck. That's right. And we're here to bring you the movie and TV news that release a week earlier, and we give it to you a week late. <laughs> it happens from time to time. It's all right. No, I mean, we're, we're a fan cast. We try to do what we got to do, and we, we're a fan of movies. We're just friends. We're not experts. You know, if we had support and, like, you know ways to get to movie sets and other stuff like that maybe we'd get there and you know be able to drop the super exclusive scoops but we don't have that so we're here and if you don't know yes we we so poor (laughs) thanks job yeah that's right um if you guys don't know who we are we are pop samurai we have a couple shows a week mondays we have this show scene dojo the entertainment news fan movie news podcast yep there you go that's what it is um release every week on mondays uh barring that nothing happens to our recording uh i do again apologize to everybody out there for wednesday's talk dojo our recording equipment somehow ate our file and it destroyed our recording that we had done for that special talk dojo we were creating and it was funny because it's actually one of the special recordings we made we were trying to get together some uh, special video game e3 coverage and uh i guess we're gonna just have to shoot that again and release it again <laughs> we'll see what happens there guys um, except this time it'll sound a lot more scripted <laughs> yeah this time it's gonna sound a lot more scripted or nothing like what it sounded like on the first try around <laughs> yeah so we'll see maybe maybe it'll sound like way better than anything we ever done and then it'll be like well maybe we should rehearse shows <laughs> no no nah, homie i'm always gonna be on off the dome piece is did what you just, i say did you just use the word homie uh maybe i'll forgive it this time okay no worries pal <laughs> <laughs> all right uh where was i oh yeah uh wednesdays weekly we have talk dojo barring that there are no problems with recording equipment uh we'll release those uh weekly podcasts where we have a random talk random pod topic podcast there so you guys get out there listen to that hopefully you guys enjoy us just talking about whatever the hell comes to our minds at that time so look forward to that and of course the last uh show we have is the last friday of every month we release foreign film dojo that's our um monthly book club uh foreign film book club movie cast there we go that's it yeah uh that's where we review and break down foreign films for you guys out there and uh let you know whether it's good bad or so bad you got to see them guys um this month we will be looking at and breaking down a german film called look who's back um it is based off a book uh i guess a best-selling book in germany um it covers the the harrowing tale of hitler as he somehow ends up in present time and he is followed uh and he, and he tries to reassimilate himself into the german society and possibly get back into politics i i knew nothing of this movie yeah it's it's this, this is impressive i'm going to say 
it was weird and uh it's i would say it's worth a viewing because of the things that he does so 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 essentially when you watch the movie producers and you see the whole musical act springtime for hitler they could possibly just be like the double hitler i just supposedly because if he came to modern times and maybe he discovered time travel again then he went back it's possible he could be the musical hitler it's possible uh yeah it's 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 a pretty weird film but it's also kind of funny the the way they shoot it it's different we'll break it down more on the foreign film cast uh coming up so you guys check it out it's available for viewing your viewing pleasure on netflix check it out on top of that uh we would uh graciously appreciate your guys' support um if you guys can go out there spread the word for us subscribe rate and review to everything we're doing we're going to be releasing our patreon page pretty soon um please look forward to any information that we're going to drop on our social media outlets about that check out the website www.popsamuraynetwork.com we're going to be essentially setting up some goals for ourselves uh, uh for donation goals so that way when we hit that you guys have helped us and supported us enough to where we hit certain levels we're going to be dropping some new shows each one of us basically came up with a new idea for a new show or yeah in some cases a sort of relaunch of old shows that we've had um if you guys listen to our other podcasts of the gaming podcast we had possible relaunch of those could be on the way um so if you guys get a chance check out everything we got follow us on twitter at pop samurai cast to find out when we drop news about us um uh, you know actually setting up that patreon page and uh on top of that don't forget to just send us an email guys send us a comment questions anything like that to pop samurai network at gmail.com we love to hear from you guys um if you guys have a good enough question we'll read it on the air we did that one time where we just spent one whole episode just talking to one viewer <laughs> it was it was a great time guys we had fun um paul how you been not too bad not too bad are you ready to get into the movie and tv entertainment news of the week sure sure but before we get into that our we always start off with what you watching have you watched anything new lately <sighs> just being the fact that we're so coming down to a rerun season um, I, I did see where one episode from the finale on Game of Thrones, uh, second to the last episode was phenomenal, uh, Battle of the Bastards. I've heard. It's like the episode. I heard it's, a lot of people say best episode of the whole series. I, I don't understand why it's not, wasn't the season finale. It's like, wait, there's going to be more. I just, I'm predicting that this last episode is going to be boring as shit. <laughs> I just, I just, I don't la- see it. This last episode is going to take place in one room, and nothing's going to happen because they just spent all their budget. Peter Dinklage, yeah, they spent their whole budget. It's going to be Peter Dinklage sitting on the Iron Throne. Next, next well, it's going to be like Masterpiece Theater. He's going to be sitting there in a smoking jacket, and he's going to be reading the story to us. Next season is going to be exactly that. They're going to—they're not even going to be dressed up. They're going to have scripts in their hands, and they're going to do a table read on some folding tables because they—they—they spent the rest of this season's and next season's budget, from what I hear. <laughs> It was, yeah, it was crazy. Well, I mean, I guess we can expect more of that since we're coming up on the, um, basically the final season's coming up, basically, right? 
I believe it will be the final season. That's what they're saying. I money talks. Maybe they'll squeeze something else out of hmm. out of this show because well, they're saying that the final season would be short. No, er than what is already. So I'm like, I, I don't know how they're gonna pull this off. There was also I did watch the um, ser- season, which is now the series finale of Penny Dreadful. Yeah, that's that was pretty interesting. I mean, that's one of our topics, but let's go into that right now. That, that is an interesting thing to end, how to end the show. They, there was no advertising that it was a series finale, and then all of a sudden, from what I hear, because I haven't I haven't caught up all the way, but I heard that basically it just pops on the screen the end. <laughs> The very end, without giving anything away. After everything is resolved, the screen goes black. No, not everything is resolved. I know resolved. that's what I'm screen saying. Screen goes black. <laughs> the end. And then I'm like, what? 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 Because it's not advertised as series finale. What the hell is this? So I started doing my research. I'm like, oh wait, Showtime hasn't renewed it yet. They they they're not sure what they're doing. The way it sounds, it's a surprise on all the actors. If I had if I had my uh, uh, sound effect board up right now, I would be like, when you said Time doesn't know what they're doing with it, I would have said, well, duh. Well, <laughs> the 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 guy, the creator of the show is like, well, I, I've only ever really intended this show to go on for three seasons. And I, I think that's some weird agreement that he came to with Showtime uh, just to not burn his bridge of doing other shows for Showtime because I was like, wait a second. A few episodes from the end, you introduce this chick who's like taking on like all of Dracula's people and there's no not much of a background story to her. Uh, there's the whole Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing that's been kind of left in the air. Actually, it's just Mr. Jekyll, right? They never introduced Hyde. Jekyll, I'm not giving anything away. Hyde is it ended used. It ended. Spoilers. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Well, they, 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 they basically they introduced. The name Hyde does come around. They introduced so much, and then it introduced just, Dracula, um, which I heard they did a really good job of actually giving respect to the character of like how much like yeah, it's everybody cool. had to unite to, to fight him, right? Yeah, yeah, which is which is great. We got. Uh, Another werewolf, so now we were up to two werewolves, which was really cool. Uh, there's no, they don't really resolve anything for Billy Piper's character, who's kind of kind of bride of Frankenstein, but she doesn't have the hots for either Dr. Frankenstein or the creature. Mm-hmm. They did kind of resolve the creature's storyline. Yeah. He started getting memories back from before Dr. Frankenstein dug him up and brought him back to life. Uh-huh. So there was there was a lot of stuff with him that was really cool. Um so I was I was really looking forward because I, I thought, you know, in that early beginning episodes, I don't know if it's the first or second episode, we see Dr. Frankenstein create life. Mm-hmm. And he we're like, Oh, this is great. There's Frankenstein's monster. Wham! He gets ripped in half, and we find out nope, he actually had made somebody before, and yeah. that's the actual creature, which was more in line with like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein type he, of creature. Yeah, because he's kind—he's of, one of these weird characters because he's so calm, but he gets mad and he just 
things that this guy can do are not nice. Yeah. So, but so but there's there's these like little unresolved things. Uh the Dorian Gray thing. You know, we we seen his pic the uh, picture that he has hidden away of what he's supposed to look like. Um if it, you know, hadn't been for this speller I can't remember how he even came to be. But there's just characters that have the, all these like loose ties to them. Yeah. And I, I don't think that this show was only supposed to last three seasons because it seems weird. Like, um, Ethan Chandler, who's the Wolfman, had killed one of his friends at the end of season two and had it, they only intended to be three seasons. I really thought that that character would have stuck around to the third season kill him off at the very end uh-huh. so there's just some things that just it doesn't add up it doesn't make any sense to me like I'm, I'm calling bullshit on the whole fact that this was only supposed to be three seasons yeah they introduced so much and i guess as from your from your words i mean i've i've only been i've been getting through the first season i haven't gone through everything yet but they basically leave everything wide open at the end, except for one storyline that they resolve, right? But I'm not gonna. We're not gonna well, spoil the, the that. whole. In the whole storyline between uh, Vanessa Ives and then everybody, because she she's the one who basically brings everybody. Her, if, yeah, I, the show kind of felt like it revolved around her a little bit more than everybody else, but yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, the storyline between her and uh, Frankenstein's monster, we we come to find out stuff about uh, why he looked familiar to her and all this other kind of stuff. So the way everything kind of... Well, no, I can't, I can't give it away. Or should I just do the spoiler? No, no, let's not give it all away. Right. It just happened. Let's, let's I, give it I saw at the very end when I thought it was only a season finale, I thought I knew who she was going to become next season. Like, oh, she's something else. Then, then there's the fact that Dracula mentioned that he knew... He mentioned uh, uh, Captain Nemo. Yeah. So I thought, oh, we're going to bring Captain Nemo into this whole storyline. He's going to come around maybe next season. So I'm like, oh, that's really great. Um, I thought there was, you know, I thought we're going to get a big Mr. Hyde story arc that never came around. I thought we're going to end up getting sooner or later the Invisible Man. Yeah, which is it's sad because I was you got me into it last time we talked about this. I, I we thought got into it. I thought with um, Doctor Frankenstein and uh, Doctor Jekyll being college buddies, yeah. I was like, I bet they know the asshole that turns himself invisible. <laughs> I, I, you know, I was like, yeah, this You're, is gonna be great. Yeah, it, this I was legitimately hooked on this show. I was ju- I was doing a, a juggle between getting to this show, watching. Um, Peaky Blinders. Did, did you which finish? I started. Did you finish Penny Dreadful? I never. I didn't get to finish it finish all. It. I was. You'll, I was slowly see. getting to it. I was going through because I was like, I got time. I got time, and now it ended. And I was like, what? I think I uh, had I known it was an actual series finale at that phone point, my phone would have been destroyed because I probably would have like cursed and just taken my phone and just chucked it against the wall or something. Yeah. Like, this is this, bullshit. Yeah, this is. It, it is good, but it's not serious. When, when, when I look back at it, ah, uh, now I'm kind of like, fuck. This is open. This is open. This is open. This is open. We got this, 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 this. They don't explain anything. 
you know, I'm like, come on, man. There, there's characters that are introduced, and it's like, oh, they're going somewhere with this. No, it, it gets rushed. I feel that that final episode. Yeah, like, oh, I'm gonna wrap this up. From what I heard, because I haven't seen it, that it basically is a satisfying season finale, not a satisfying series finale. Uh, yeah, from what I heard, and for a series finale, it feels rushed. For a season finale, it feels pretty good. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what. See, it is. And, and then the other thing that doesn't make sense to me is, um, I'd like I'm not like a big collector when it comes to things, but being a huge Doctor Who fan, uh, there's a company called Big Chief Studios. It's a lot like mm-hmm. uh, sideshow collectibles, mm-hmm. and they do a lot of Doctor Who stuff. Mm-hmm. They picked up the license for Penny Dreadful, and they haven't released anything yet. What the brick? And it's like I don't think they would have grabbed this license. And to release like high end like statues and figures, if this was just going to go away, yeah, yeah. Because like, are know. people going to be like, ah, I want that now? No, I, I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be like, here's a limited edition of a thousand. Awesome, we sold two hundred. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see. Um, let's see. Anything else you've been watching? Movies? Uh, I did finally see Monuments Men. I think it's a great movie. Cool. Not your typical war movie. So if you guys are, uh, are you the if you're the happy bloodshed kind of person, like like you want to just see horrible things when it comes to a World War II movie, if not you, for you. If you were watching great Save it, if, if you were watching Save It Private Ryan and you laughed at the scene when the knife slowly buried into the guy's chest, it's not for you. Ah, <laughs> uh, there. New Siri, New Siri, Matt Damon. Is a clone. Oh. They're experimenting with clones before World War II. Think in, about it. Think about it. In, He's in Monuments Men, Saving Private Ryan, Pearl Harbor. Is he this? Is he in Pearl Harbor? No, he's not. With with uh, Ben Affleck. No, no, no. That was uh, Wait, what's this? What that, that was one? Josh Hartnett. You know, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck aren't like attached to the hip, right? <laughs> For a while, I, I thought they were. No, I thought they it, couldn't live without it each was, other. It was Josh Hartnett and uh, uh, Ben Affleck. I'm sad. Are that you I, sure? Uh, yes, I'm sad that I know this because it wasn't. Oh, it is Josh Hartnett. It wasn't that great of a movie. Damn it! That's right. That's right. <laughs> Got me in that one. Got you. All, All right. right. So maybe cloning hasn't gone as as far along as I thought it or, did. Or was that how the government makes you think that it wasn't <laughs> they're not calling it? <laughs> Let's not get into conspiracy theories about maybe, Matt Damon Maybe here. Matt Damon is Ben Affleck's future child in World War II. They take him back through time and clone him. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, Jason Bourne. They took, Bourne, they took Jason Bourne and <laughs> put him back in time. <laughs> Alright, let's move on here. Uh, anything else you've seen? No, not really, because like I said, everything we eat. What? Central, Central. Did you not watch Central Intelligence? I did see that. Oh, that's right. Hey, you know what I seen? I saw Central Intelligence. I went to the movie. Hey, I, was, uh, I was just sitting here thinking about TV. I'm like, what did I see? Oh, man, that was good. I was like, I wonder if he actually forgot because he just watched it. Oh, man. How, how was that, Paul? <laughs> 
It's, forgetful? I, I love it. Was it forgetful? I, I love this movie. Oh, I thought we were talking, just talking television. Yeah. I, I've asked you movies, and you said monuments, man. That's not. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I got distracted. I, I haven't had enough energy drink this morning. Oh, I still haven't, like, really kicked in yet. That was so good. Uh, how was it? How was it good? Good? I love it. It's it's uh, Way phenomenal. Way better than San Andreas, <laughs> dude. What's not better than San Andreas? Come I, on. I, I here's something that I admire about The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, whatever he's calling himself these days. The the thing about him is you can tell that this guy. I don't think he really goes just because he's like. I think this movie's gonna be. It's just gonna kill it at the box office. I think he takes movies based on the fact that I would like to do this. No. You know, what do you got to lose? Yeah, it's... He was never intended to be part of the Fast and the Furious franchise. I think that's just what he likes, and he's like, screw it, I'm going to do those movies. I'm going to be a badass. You know, he's going to be... He's going to do what he wants to do. Yeah. Uh, not... He's, he's His movies have been kind of give or take. There's some that are, I think are great, and there's some that have been like... I'm sorry I've seen this. I'm mostly I'm just talking about Sentin Jace when I say that part. Mm-hmm. But Central Intelligence is... I, I love this movie. Yeah. It's, it's not just what you see in the commercials are all the good parts, because I've seen those movies before, and that shit really pisses me off when yeah. it happens. When they show you everything? Yeah. Okay. Or, right. like, uh, or like Rocky Five. Which is about everything within that first trailer never even makes the final cut of the movie. Yeah, that which was, I was like, what? That was bad. <laughs> they they didn't a, show any of this in there. That's bad. But Central Intelligence is it's cool, and that that I think uh, a lot of teenagers should see it because I think it gives like a real <laughs> strong message about bullying. Yeah, you know, you you might be able to bully the little awkward guy in high school now. That doesn't mean that he's going to turn around his life. I don't think you want that happening and then running into them at a class reunion. Hmm. I think awful things can happen to you. Interesting. Interesting. So, uh, you gave your little, you thought it was cool on this pop samurai scale, uh, one being bad, ten being the best. Where are you putting it? Well, I'm normally not a big comedy guy for movies. But you are a big buddy cop guy, right? I do like buddy cop stuff. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give this one an eight and a half. Eight and a half. I'm going to give bah, it bah, an bah, eight bah. and a half. I, 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 I love this movie. It leaves it open for a sequel. There are some cameos that I did not expect. Really? People I didn't know were in, even in this movie. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. okay. There, there's another movie that I recently saw and I think I talked about. Um with Jason Stateman and Jude Law. And I was like, God, I wish they would, those two creators of these movies would get together and make it the same universe. Hmm. I wish the characters from Spy and the characters from Central Intelligence would tie together for a part two or three. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So kind of like what they're doing with 22 Jump Street and MIB. Yeah, I, w- I wish that would happen. Okay. I-, I wish something like that would happen. Okay. I'm-, I'm getting more and more on board this whole... Men in Black 22 or 23 Jump Street. Yeah. Whatever we're going to fucking call it now. Yeah. As, as long as they go with my idea that by the end of it, the 21 Jump Street guys get their minds erased. Hmm. 
Cool. Okay, that's cool. Uh, me, I've just been trying to balance my whole TV viewing shit thing that I've been it's doing. Tough. I mean, it's it's really tough. I I talked about it last week on the last podcast, uh, uh, Scene Dojo with Alex, but ah man it's really getting kind of rough to keep keep up with with these long form shows you know what i'm talking about there's a lot of shows i've I've lost track of just because it's like if i fall so far behind on the dvr like five episodes or more then i might let a whole season go and then when we get to rerun season catch up i i can't even begin to tell you like how many episodes behind we are on grim how yeah, many exactly. but, but it's it's way more than the full season of Orphan Black that I'm behind. I'm, yeah. And I haven't even gotten around to Which is coming uh, to an end, I believe, next season. Next season's the last season. But it's it's always been a good show. Yeah. I just got busy this just, year. And I talked about it last week, it was just like I'm I don't know how much more longer I can keep up with shows that go into the whole twenty six episode range because you fall from blacks not well, like that though once you, once you i haven't watched for yeah. black yet i heard a lot of good things and maybe i'll get to it i just never got around it's to crazy it. i heard it, that the actress should be winning awards but hasn't. she should because she plays like she's a, a, a clone she plays she's cloned and like all the different ones that you meet are so uniquely different than the other yeah like there's ones where i'm like oh god I love this one. I think she's so hot. And it's like weird because it's like it's the same chick playing her, but I find this one more attractive than this one. Then there's one that's batshit crazy that reminds me of uh, the ex-girlfriend I was talking about in the last episode that I was in. The one that I want to set up with Chong. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, this is going to lead into our whole topic uh, of TV because we've been hitting on a lot of TV news topics here already but uh, i wanted to touch on a little bit of the second season of flash with you um just quick quick yeah, quick little we haven't really gotten to that either yeah we didn't talk about it but it ended right so second not ended not the series ended but the second season uh had its finale a while back we never got around to it because we haven't been able to line up our our scene dojo recording times together but we're talking about it right now as in it's 26 episodes of the second season of Flash. I'm going to say probably my count that maybe 10 to 13 of those episodes were good. The other part yeah. the other uh, the other ones could have easily been gutted from this episode. And if, there's any, been and episodes if anything like uh, the what the fuck is that character? King Shark? Yeah. Whatever. I never want to see that character ever. Yeah. And the, this is where I was like Last week I was like, I don't know if I can go keep up with shows that have so much filler. You know, there was like some filler episodes that I was okay with, like in the second season of Flash or the first season of Flash, the ones with Mark Hamill that popped up. Those were just fun Christmas episodes, right? Those, yeah, those were totally different. I was okay with that. When you have episodes like, like the one where uh, the the Flash team is running around uh, avoiding the slow-walking uh, metal dude from the first season <laughs> who is lumbering around. Yeah. I, don't need uh, it. I don't need it. Don't need it whatsoever. I do not need any of this. Literally, you could have cut this whole season into probably a very strong 10-episode arc and would have ended pretty good. Um, now, last time we talked, we, took, we talked an hour about The Flash. We're not going to do that this time, but... How did you feel about the trajectory they, they, that they went with 
the Zoom character. Did you? F- I love it. Did you feel like he went pretty well? I, I thought. I thought season? halfway through, I figured out to who the man in the iron mask was. Yeah. Um. But I, 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 I like everything that they did with with Zoom. Yeah. I, 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 I really did, because I thought. After the first season, I'm like, well, where can you go with this? With Reverse Flash and then you know, doing the Zoom thing. and Yeah, I just, I, I like the direction. But again, there are episodes I just don't need in this. I, I like the direction that they went with uh, the Flash's father. Mm-hmm. I, I love all that. I love the whole... Uh, Which was, I will have to say... You could call that shot from a mile away, because literally, like he was he was gone like the whole season, and then the last the last couple episodes he was in, it was like, well, we know who's gonna die. But yeah, but at the at the same point, it was kind of like uh, they they brought him back, and I was like, did he get cast on another show, and that didn't take off, and so now he's like, yeah, I'll be back on your show. I wasn't really sure like why why he was back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. Uh, the my problem with the show, right? That I have right now, I, it's still the best superhero show on TV, I think, so far. Right on TV, not streaming. If we brought in the streaming services, it would probably be ranked, I don't know, third or something like that. Um, the Flash second season ended kind of on a like an okay note for me, right? Yeah, I felt like man. From where we left off in the mid-season break, where Zoom enters Zoom, right? Yeah. Super strong, menacing character. Slowly, throughout the second half of the season, I felt like he just slowly got less and less menacing. Just a little bit. Getting to get to know him as a person. Yeah. And which, which was, you know, I get it, what you're trying to go for here, but I kind of wish that you would have kept him just evil incarnate. You know what I mean? Just... You gave him a reason for being what he is, but still kept him evil incarnate. He's very, very threatening with the uh, the mask. Yeah, I mean his the whole storyline where they shoehorned like the whole his love for Caitlyn, which didn't really matter in the end because he still wanted was going to kill her anyways because she ran back to her friend. Whatever that was not needed. It kind of showed some weakness to him, and it 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 kind of just meandered along at the end for me a little bit. The final episode was good. I really enjoyed the whole uh, battle between him, uh, the race is what they called uh, yeah. between between the two. The episode before that, where they just had all these metahumans all over the place, wreck and shop, that was okay. I didn't feel like as destructive as anything I've seen in the show yeah. so far. Okay, um, but I do love the complete f- last scene of the episode where you see Barry from his, I mean, Barry is still one of my favorite characters and the flash and his mistake that he makes at the end of the season. Right. Which is, it's going to change everything. Which I, I I can, I got a feeling that like anybody who was taking over the show was like, what the, (laughs) you know, he is broken. Right. And he goes and he changes the past, which leads us to, the storyline that they're probably going to be doing in the next season they've already announced the, f- the name of the first episode of the second of the third season which will be flashpoint so i think that they're heading down that road i just hope for me 
that they do it okay because I love the Flashpoint storyline, the main storyline arc where he goes back and he has to deal with everything and dealing with. I don't know what they're gonna do exactly if they're gonna have the same exact thing or if they're gonna replace it with another hero. I'm, but I'm kind of wondering if. Uh, see, I because I think the whole season is gonna be one big fractured timeline. And I think this whole upcoming season, Cisco's going to be a bad guy. I, I think he's uh, he's going to turn into reverb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, and even if he goes back and he fixes everything, then it's possible he could come back forward, and things are still going to be yeah. worse or messed up. Or yeah, well, what are you going to do, right? Um, there's going to be a lot of different things. <sighs> They've, I really hope they do this. This story. See, the, the thing is, is like what what he does. I don't believe will affect Earth Two whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So I think those characters can come back to Earth One and be like, "What the fuck happened since we were gone?" Yeah. Exactly. So we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I think that's all I want to touch on right there for a little bit. I I I, I am still happy with the Flash uh, TV show, but I think. Um, I don't know if they start meandering along again in the next season. I might not be with them very long. I've already said right now, I'm just gonna I'm falling off Arrow. I've fallen off of that. I'm done with it now. I think um, I didn't even catch up on the last few episodes of the last season. I was just done. Too much filler. Too much crap. Um, Leg- yeah, that's what makes it tough. Legends. I don't know yet. I, don't I know. Yet. I, I love Legends tomorrow, and I like the fact that it's gonna have a rotating cast. Yeah, I, I'm. That's I'm, gonna I keep might it alive. finish off the season because I, I got halfway through it, and it's only like ten up, thirteen episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm only halfway. So I might just power through it and see what how it goes but i i don't know i I think it's better as time goes on i'll tell you the one thing that really disappointed me though about this whole flash season i was so excited to see death storm and then they just they just made him so lousy he was he was firestorm (laughs) yeah but i was like oh cool because like if you look in the comics he's got this like Blue skeleton s- face with, uh, yeah heads on fire and just looks like some dude and then, <laughs> you know? yeah like, no, it is what it is no come on man yeah well what are you gonna do all right uh let's see since we're in tv land let's go on to the final piece of tv news we got here there or tv topic here uh westworld hbo's westworld um released a trailer um you and me saw it how did you feel about this it's uh, i mean it looks kind of crazy. I, I, I'm gonna give. It, I'll give it a shot. Give it a shot. And for people who don't know, don't know out there, Westworld um, is basically a kind of remake of a Yul Brenner movie. Yul Brenner movie. I forgot exactly what how old it is. Um, but basically, the the synopsis of the series is that they created Westworld, which is like a um, fake. Uh, kind of think about like think Disneyland, right? Where or Disney World for in Paul's uh, <laughs> constant uh, visiting what? of that. There's different sections of this amusement place, right? And 1973 it, film. Yep, and then there is a Westworld section, right, of this whole amusement park thing where you can enter into like this old Western uh, feeling. I, this place looks huge. I, I don't know exactly how big it is, but it's huge. And you go in there, they have these robots that are playing the characters um, in the uh, this amusement park and thing. And you can go in there, and you can assimilate yourself in there, and basically do whatever you want. You know, live in Westworld, right? 
Um, so I think nothing's off limits. I don't think anything is off limits in this from what I'm here, from what I'm seeing. But uh, they're taking, uh, not taking, but th- there's something uh, happening behind the scenes with the animatronics as they are, I guess, becoming self-aware more and more. Um, it's a problem that the humans are figuring out, the people who create them. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, I guess, is the main creator of the androids and stuff like that. They have a pretty good cast. I believe they still have Ed Harris in this. Um, uh, I forgot his name. Dude who played Cyclops um, from the old X-Men trilogy. Yeah. Uh, they, they got all they got this nice cast in here, and I uh, it looks kind of a, a Western meets, like, sci-fi maybe like uh ex machina type style uh it looks pretty interesting um kind of creepy a little bit and i guess this is one of the things that they're trying to push for hopefully keeping filling that need that the game of thrones is going to leave everybody when it finally leaves off the uh, hbo train right what are you going to do um so i mean I, I look forward to it it actually looks really interesting um so i love myself a good western you know so we'll see how it goes they're uh and I forgot to like bring this up before the show, so I'm just gonna go off on my own. Sure. Two other things: they're uh, making a frequency television series, which is based on the Jim Caviezel uh, movie. Is it Jim Caviezel? Yeah. And what is his name? Not is it Randy Quaid, or Randy. is it not Randy? Who's the other one? Dennis Quaid. <coughs> Excuse me. Randy's yeah, the, Randy's yeah, the, Dennis. Yeah, we all know where Randy Quaid is. We don't know is. where Randy is. I'm sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> and he doesn't even know who he yeah, is okay. anymore. That's, um, that's the one where uh, the son and his father can communicate. Yeah, through, through the, the, the radio, through a rift in time. That's interesting. And that, which is really cool because it really, the, if you've never seen it, I, I always thought it was surprisingly a really great movie. I enjoyed it. I, I, I love I've, it. I've, I've I, seen I it think, multiple times. Because, I, again, I love time travel TV series mm-hmm. and movies and everything um so yeah so we'll see it's i think it's supposed to be totally different characters and it's not like the characters from the movie or anything so we got that and then there's also the uh damon wayne's television series lethal weapon oh god it looks horrible i mean, I, I don't know let's 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 see the premiere of it let's see i don't know but let's, let's i see. don't know that trailer looks horrible have you seen that trailer <clears throat> I did. I didn't know what to think about it. <laughs> it's not a lethal weapon. <laughs> no, he, you know Mel Gibson. He's he's a hard character too. If you take a Mel Gibson movie, trying to make it into a series, it's difficult. Yes, it's difficult to replace that guy. Mm-hmm. There, there's so many. That's why you know again, you know Star Wars fans are freaking out about this uh, young Han Solo movie. It's no. like yeah. Same thing. Harrison Ford's one of those guys. It's it's hard to find somebody to replace him. Yeah, you know you couldn't make a Star Wars television series with just like some dude playing like him or just some guy. You know, maybe getting a dark-haired, tall guy to play Luke Skywalker. It just doesn't work. Yeah, you know, we, certain characters. You you can do that. With Lethal Weapon, I think, because now so many people are so far removed from the the movies. So hmm. we'll see what happens. Okay. All right. I, I, I'm not looking forward to it, but okay. I'll let you I'm going to give I'm gonna give the premiere a chance. I will let you I'm tell gonna me. I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it a chance. I'll let you tell me whether or not it was good, and then I'll it tell probably, you. It probably won't be. And I'll tell you that it wasn't picked up. 
<laughs> All right, let's, probably won't be. Let's head over to the movie news and stuff that we got to do here. Uh, topics here. Let's go with let's go to Trailerville here. Um, we got a bunch of trailers that released over the last week, um, and I want to talk about them with you, Paul. Is that okay with you? <laughs> sure. Um, keeping up I'll, with the I'll Jones. I'll try to concentrate and not go off on my own again. <laughs> sure. Keeping up with the Joneses trailer. Um, this trailer was released here. It stars um, Zach Galifianakis, uh, Gal Gadot, and John Hamm from uh, Mad Men fame. And I forget uh, forget her other the other actress's name. Sure, um, but it's it's comedy. It stars uh, Zach Galifianakis, uh, him and his wife. They kind of have like this normal kind of boring life, and then these new neighbors uh, come moving in. And they seem like the perfect couple, but from the trailer, when you see it, it seems like there's more underneath the skin. Not actual skin, but behind the scenes going on. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What do you think of the trailer, Paul? I think it's okay. Really? Yeah, I just... just okay. I, Aren't you like a big I, Zach Galifianakis fan? I am, but I just this one just didn't grab me. No? Okay. All right. I guess. I thought it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was all right. It, it, I, I'm going to admit this now. I didn't know that that was Zach Galifianakis for like the first. He's like, lost so much weight. For like the I'm like, like half of the trailer. Like, is, that, is that Zach Galifianakis? No, it's not Zach. It is. It's, no. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, it was really weird. I, I was like, this dude's lost and a lot of weight. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't um, even think it really looks like him anymore. Also, shout out to Gal Gadot for coming out in lingerie. Awesome, like that. But uh, it seems okay. It's, it's probably it seems more of a a watch it when it gets on cable type of movie. You know what I'm talking about? If yeah. I'm flipping to the channels, oh, there it is. Sure, I'll watch it. But uh, yeah, it, it didn't really like excite me so much except for the Gal Gadot coming out in lingerie. Um, next one here. Wait, next- wait. <clears throat> that excited you? Maybe. <laughs> I'm not telling whether or not it did excite me, but right. it did. <laughs> right. Come on. Wonder Woman comes out in lingerie. Come on. Okay. Um, <laughs> Birth of a Nation trailer. Um, is uh, That is the Nate Parker film. It's getting a lot of uh, critical acclaim from like the, the indie market here <laughs> before it was picked up for mass release. It looks... Um, like it's gonna be one of those rough movies to watch, kind of like Twelve Years a Slave was really rough for me to watch. Um, realism, you know, going into the dark past of American culture. Um, it looks really good. How did you feel about it, Paul? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, still, still. You know, there's so many of these movies coming out. I'm just like up in the air about. Okay. Okay, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, it looks, it looks like an Oscar contender to me. That's what, for me. That's what it is. But it, I guess, yeah, one could say that there are many of these types of movies where they're trying to get into the. I mean, we're getting closer to the Oscar season coming up for the fall, yeah. anyways. So I mean, we're gonna get a lot of this type of like, you know, feels movies. You know, so but it looks. It there, looks there's there's a lot of movies that they, uh, when you know they're kind of competing for the Oscars. It just my, my whole thing about going to see a movie is 
a lot of stuff I want to escape reality. Mm-hmm. And if anything's like kind of historical, I'm just like, I don't know. You don't know. You don't know. I'm not going to go to the theater for this. <laughs> well, I guess that's uh, your prerogative, right? That's, yeah, I'm that's just what saying. You feel. Cool. Cool. All right. Uh, let's see here. Mrs. Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, trailer two. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Those are the kind of movies I like to go and see in the theater. I bet now, even uh, I bet you really want to see it now because they talked about a time loop. <laughs> I don't even, yeah, they they dropped a lot of information in this trailer about the storyline in this first trailer seemed really cool. They dropped a little bit more into here, showed a little bit more Sam Jackson with his axe hand now, and uh, just talked more about this place that they're in and, and their powers and why they it's a recessive gene in families now. So it's I thought it was just like kind of X Men. Everybody's slowly turning into this. <laughs> but is is time travel fact or fiction? Fact. There you go. Okay, <laughs> but it looks really Same. good. Think about it. It does look really good. Um, I I'm excited for it. It's got cool effects into it, and I really, really, really love. Um, I forget her name now. Why am I blanking e- her name? E. E. Think about Eva. Green. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we were just talking. I, I, I never used. I, I used to not be on the Eva Green bandwagon. Mm-hmm. I think I talked about this early on in this show. Um, like I, I, when we first got started, I just something about her I didn't like. But then Penny Dreadful happened. I was she I was grew gonna, on me. Literally, I was. I don't s- even like her in the second three hundred film. I don't even really like the second three hundred film. I liked her scene in the second. <laughs> I like her scene in the second <laughs> film. I was like, oh, I don't like this chick. She takes off her top. I, I'm gonna okay, give her I a chance. I'll give her a chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're we're going off the rails here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was gonna call her Vanessa Ives earlier, and I was like, I can't remember her name. Oh god. You know when in Penny Dreadful and Vanessa Ives has really has her shit together and nothing crazy is happening there. Never. That's that's <laughs> where the No, there's no, there's yeah, okay. there's, there's small moments. Small, small ten moments. second moments. <laughs> yes. There's been small ten second moments when she's in the asylum. Um spoilers. Okay. No, we all know that she was in that house. Spoilers. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So uh yeah, that's how it is with Miss Peregrine. It kind of, yeah, is it's like, well, I, I like nice Vanessa Ives when she's not batshit crazy. Yeah, but then you it. see her kind of turn into an animal, and you're like, I don't know. The, maybe maybe she's chick is a little bit weird. I need, to, I need to check if I have a thing for this or not. <laughs> yeah. All right, now let's move on before we get too off the rails. But yeah, it's, it looks like a really cool trailer. Um, I'm excited to see it. Um, I don't know if I'll run out to see it, but I maybe no. Maybe, I'm, I'm maybe second I'm weekend. Run out I think second weekend. I think second. I think weekend. Tim Burton needs to redeem himself. Yeah, yeah, it's a Tim Burton film. That's that seems interesting there. So he's very give or take too. When it comes to his stuff, like it's yeah, very I mean, like he did this the, is really great. Uh, he, like, God, this kind of sucks. He did the first Alice, so I, that's a problem for me. So yeah, I, I still don't. I've seen that movie. I'm still like I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I'm just like so like I, I I don't I don't know I can't tell if I like this film or if I just because there's so many things about it that I hate. Yeah, 
I, I don't like a lot of special effects and the Queen of Hearts and the gigantic head and all that kind of shit. Yeah, it was it's a weird weird ass fucking. But I, I like the original Michael Keaton Batman film. I like uh, I like Nightmare Before Christmas. I love Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, so there's there's things that. Oh, uh, Corpse Bride. There, there's Corpse things Bride. that he does that are just, they're really great. Sweeney Todd? I like Sweeney Todd. I haven't seen Sweeney Todd, who is also another character I was hoping to show up in Penny Dreadful. <sighs> it's so open. It's the, so open. The pen, uh, Sweeney Todd character comes from Penny Dreadful books. Yes. Yes, it is. Sad day. Son of a bitch. Let's move on. Uh, uh, Damn, we're gonna show time. The final trailer that we have here uh, to give our opinion on is Arthropod trailer. Um, it stars Cillian Murphy. It takes place back in World War II time, and it talks about this uh, group of re- rebels trying to assassinate. Um, I forget the dude's name, but it's second in command under Hitler. So, how do we feel about this trailer, and what the possibilities of this movie could be? It looks good, but again, I think uh, I don't like history. <laughs> no, uh, the the again, like with historical stuff, I'm not really gonna run out to the theater to see it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like a good biopic, yeah, but I haven't really seen a good biopic since uh, John Goodman played Babe Ruth or Robert Downey Jr. played Charlie Chaplin. I haven't. Really Did you seen see anything. Jobs? I haven't seen Jobs. So you haven't seen many biopics since you saw the Babe Ruth <laughs> at the other show. Okay. I'll have to make a. I'll have to look up a list of, of what was out there. Released. And I'll tell you. Now, it. now watch, watch the Michael Fassbender Jobs, not the Ashton Kutcher <laughs> Jobs movie. Uh, Arthropod. I put it in here because I really want to give a shout out to this. This is a really cool trailer for me. I've been, uh, like I said on the last podcast, uh, I've marathoned the whole season, first season of Peaky Blinders, which is on Netflix. It stars, you know, that's that Netflix series um, or BBC series, I guess, uh, or whatever you want to call it, about uh, this the rise of this Romany gang in uh, Europe. And uh, Cillian Murphy plays like the leader of the gang. Really cool series. I'm going to probably marathon the second season pretty soon, try to catch up to all the way to the third season they're on now. And is really good right and this trailer gives me Susan Murphy here as the leader of this rebel group trying to assassinate this person here great stuff love Susan Murphy love them in the Dark Knight uh, trilogy with his little cameos as the Scarecrow coming back over and over again awesome stuff really enjoyed that um, so give a shout out that really like this really excited for this one yeah I, I the thing with Susan Murphy playing the Scarecrows, I thought. I think this guy's too good looking to be playing the scarecrow. But then if you see him like creepy. without his mask, well, yeah, he's he's like one of these guys. Well, he could still be, he still can be creepy. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we got a couple by. Uh, we're, yeah, let's go. Let's go with the. Well, let's go back to our old school, the way we used to do it back in the day. Bang or kill. The topics we got three topics: the to bang or kill. Paul, are you ready? Okay, one. Eva Green. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, no, go, go, okay. go ahead. All right. Uh, one, Eva Green. No. <laughs> Two, <laughs> Billy Piper. <laughs> Three, Mrs. Peregrine in Peregrine form. <laughs> Why are we here? Okay, no, no, I'm sorry. We got two topics here. I, I miscounted here. Um, 
they're looking. Uh, if anybody has been uh, keeping up with the Universal Monster Films uh, universe, um, we know that they casted um, Tom Cruise to play in the Mummy movie. Probably not as the Mummy, but probably as some sort of adventure facing the Mummy. Um, they also cast uh, Russell Crowe as Doctor Jekyll slash Mister Hyde, probably. Um, they hired Johnny Depp to play the Invisible Man. They got uh, there's one more I'm probably forgetting, but I guess. But now they're looking to set their eyes at Dwayne the Rock, Central Intelligence Johnson to play the Wolfman. How do we feel about this? I am so up in the air about that news. No, he's not. I don't think he's official yet. But they they want him. I think or yeah. they're or they're circling him. If you you kind of do the Wolfman with a little bit of humor in it, kind of the way a lot of the Marvel movies are written, Joss Whedon stuff, then yes, then I'm cool with it. Yeah. Bang it. I, I don't think want to see it from a very serious aspect. Okay. Um, you don't want to see a serious aspect? I I, I don't want to. I, I just don't want. I, I just don't know how I feel about Dwayne Johnson playing the Wolfman if you do a very serious movie. Yeah. See, it has to have like a. Because he's great when he's got. When he's funny. Like, I, I think he's. But when, like, let's take, for instance, San Andreas, where he's trying to play a serious character. I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. Probably has a lot to do with the script and the special effects. Have you ever seen, well, him, have you ever seen him play in the movie Snitch? <clears throat> right. I heard, I've heard he was really good in that, as dramatic in there. Also, I think in Faster as well. Grenadian Gang. It was that one. Back Wait, in the day. D- Dwayne Johnson's in Snitch? Yes, I believe it's called Snitch. No, that's the Brad Pitt movie, isn't it? That snatch, snatch, snitch, <laughs> snitch, snatch. So I'm like, that's why I'm picturing in my head. I'm like, wait, it's stop no, confusing no. your actor slash movies. <laughs> oh, no, you guys gotta come up with uh, <laughs> better movie. Names. Yeah, better names that are like. No, I have not seen snitch. I just kind of looked it up. Okay, yeah, I, I, I mean, I personally, I gotta probably go check these movies out. See his dramatic role. For me, the Wolfman, the old school Wolfman pictures right i'm not talking about like werewolf in london type thing i'm talking about like the old universal monsters movie the wolfman that was more a dramatic movie it's about like a guy being cursed right yeah um i don't know the tone that they're going for with the universal monster universe that they're going with yeah yeah see, that, I, that's the hard thing about it that's why it's, it makes it harder to if picture. it was up to me i'd like them to go dark as possible yeah, Pop, like I, th- like, I love, I love take Penny Dreadful and make it. I, I love, I love the Wolfman with Belmontio del Toro. I thought that was the coolest shit film. Yeah, I really uh, like uh, that. And a lot of people were kind of let down a little bit by the storyline, but I thought that that felt like a perfect casting to me. It felt like a perfect okay, he can play that dramatic cursed. I'm cursed, you know. But yeah, a lot of people were kind of okay with it. But I want him to go. I want to take. Penny Dreadful, and I want them to make a Universal movie series universe out of it, and the, make it the, darker. The way the way I'm looking is, if you cast a rock as a Wolfman, then you have, I think, then this should be a universe that has the same sense of humor, 
that both versions of being humor ha- uh, being human had. Hmm. I haven't seen Being Human, so I couldn't tell. But I'm sure people out there get that reference. Um, it was a cool series on both ends. I'm just gonna say this right now: that if he does right, and they're setting this whole universe up, I hope that they're not going for like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen type of tone here because that was a horrible movie and it caused us it's to- good at the time but then no, you think it no it's good at the time when you see it then you look back at it and you're like there's so many mistakes about this film in compare like it was the whole movie if you just bad. look up the league of extraordinary gentlemen like if you go back and like read any of the books or anything like that the books the books are great they're actually still going the comic books are are, because i i I look back at some of the stuff and i'm like wait though this this movie's not good yeah you know again it's a this happens a lot there's these certain movies and it goes a lot with these comic book movies too it's like this is a great movie if you know nothing about the comic book Mm -hmm. this happens a lot with uh, superhero films that that's where Batman Superman falls apart. To us guys that have read comic books and know about Superman and Batman and Doomsday, um, the the death of Superman storyline, the um, Dark Knight <coughs> Returns storyline, Batman vs Superman's a great movie. People that just only know Batman and Superman from films are completely lost on this movie. And those are always the ones like, ah, I didn't really like it. I don't want to get back into this, but I know a lot about the DC universe and I still kind of was let down by it. But I'm going to have been better. We're going to move on. Wait, <laughs> wait, is, hey, is that new cut of Batman vs. Superman out yet? Not yet, and I'm, I will go check that out. No, I'm, I'm definitely going to check it because out. I'm just going to say this right now. I would have enjoyed this either way, but the thing is, Sounds like it's got I, a lot felt of like, I felt like that there was a big whole edit problem with this movie and poss- and probably a script problem with this movie. That even to someone who knows or doesn't know could probably pick that out as long as you're not being fanboyish. But we're not gonna get back into this because we keep yeah. we keep touching this. Where are we? Uh, Wolfman. Yeah. So ah, I'm I'm gonna bang it right now with hopes of a relationship in the future. So we'll see. What Until I, I further know more about the universe that they're doing, I'm killing it. Okay. I'll put my hope into Dwayne because he he has the reviving factors of his yeah. of his career. Because the whole thing too is like with the Tom Cruise mummy thing, it's like I look back at the other mummy movies and the Scorpion King, and I'm like, no, these should never be remade. Let's just put them in a vault and fucking throw it away, bury it someplace. Did you okay? They should never be remade because they were bad movies. Yeah, I don't think the mummy movies are good. Really, you don't like the mummy movies? I think. The, the, the problem I have with the first film and a lot of the, like little one-liners from Brendan Fraser, and it's not his fault because I know he's not ad-libbing it. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to look for a catchy catchphrase. Really? No. Yeah, that's I what that I feel. I, I felt that with, uh, uh, you know, you look back at Terminator and the whole I'll be back thing. Mm-hmm. I felt like that 
the original Mummy movie was looking for something. <laughs> I thought the first Mummy movie was was good. I liked it. It wasn't bad. The second one was kind of lesser to me. I didn't like the kid. And then, I didn't, and then the when CGI you was the, bad. The, the DVD, these DVD releases, Scorpion King releases, and Scorpion King was just wait. Isn't there a third Mummy movie where it's supposed to be the kid as an adult? Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. There's a third. No, no, no. There's a wait. third. Hold on. There's a third. Yes. I'm there, looking it up. I'm telling you right now. Yes, there's a third movie. movie and it, Brendan Fraser comes back. The kid's a little bit older. I think he's on his own adventures. Yeah. And then uh, they don't bring back. Uh, what's her name? I'm forgetting all these actresses' names. Uh, the one, the, the actress who played Brendan Fraser's wife in the first two films, and they didn't bring her back. They replaced her with another character, another actress, and it starred Jet Li as the Dragon King. Or something yeah, like that. I just looked Tomb it up. Of Tomb Dra- of the Dragon Emperor. There it is. There it is. Yeah, and it wasn't all that great. I saw that thing in the movie theater, man. I thought. I thought. For some reason, I thought that third one was like a straight-to-DVD release because it came on TV a few weeks ago, and I'm like, I I don't, I don't even remember this like ever hitting the theater. Yeah, it wasn't that great. It wasn't that great at all. My my whole thing about Scorpion King is like, wow, I I didn't know it was like so multicultural back then. (laughs) Yeah, wasn't that great. So they, uh, it didn't, li- it didn't stay in line with the storyline. But I'm not gonna. Let's move on. God damn it! All right, uh, Killer Bang, Power Rangers cast Brian Cranston as Zordon. I'm automatically killing it for me though. It's a generational gap thing. But, you gotta remember, I was already, but, I was already your age when Power Rangers first came out. But it's so I'd be waiting for something to come on television, and if it showed up on my TV. That's just so I would have the Pink Ranger in the background while I was doing housework. Is it? But it's Brian Cranston. <laughs> Which I think that's cool, but I just... Okay. You know, I, I already seen uh, What's-Her-Face playing uh, whatever the fuck the bad chick was in there. I, I don't, I'm not familiar with the I names. Don't. I only know Black Ranger, Blue Ranger, Pink, Orange. I just know it by colors. Rita Repulsa playing yes. played by... But I saw her uh, in that costume, and I'm just like... Are you making it for the fans and they're growing up now, or are you making this for our children again? Nah. <laughs> I, I think they should grow with the original fans. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to bang it, but simply on the fact that I still probably won't see this movie, but it's Brian Cranston, and I think it's pretty cool that he's going back to a franchise, uh, not like doing a little part he's coming back to it just on his own volition because um i think we looked it up i, mean, I think, I think we, it's gonna I, be a very small part though i think we looked it up before but we we were surprised to find out that brian cranston did voices um for like characters on the power rangers tv series when it was back in the day which was crazy to me and that's it, that's right yeah uh and so it's pretty cool that he's doing this you know so he's probably i mean again he's not like gonna be probably like Full on is Brian Cranston there? He's probably being makeup, probably be in that big column of light, whatever. He won't really notice him. He'll probably be doing voice work or something like that. It's not going to be fully him, so it's not going to ruin his career or anything like that if it's a bad movie. But so now I'm, I'm looking this up. I, I think it's pretty cool that he's actually like, hey, you, you know what? You guys were good. With, you, you know, I I did voices for you guys back in the day. You guys want me to play like the main leader of this group? So let's do this. 
you know, so. Robot yeah. Chicken, Kung Fu Panda, Family Guy, Cleveland Show. He's done a lot of cartoon voices. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course, he was Walter White in The Simpsons. Yeah. Trying to go back. Trying to, trying to, man, this guy's got a long. I didn't realize he did these many movies. Yeah, he did a lot of movies and stuff like that. And TV, TV shows, you know. What he, what Lilo he and Stitch television series. Clerks cartoon. Voice work and stuff like that. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, because uh, I just always kind of picture him just kind of sounding. Yeah, all right. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Twin Man and Snizzard. <laughs> He did villain voices. That's all you gotta know. Um, yeah, that's it's it's okay, I guess. I mean, it's cool, but this movie. He's in the bad. original Flash television series. Really? Who did he play? A uh, character named Philip Moses. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. All right, uh, let's move on here, guys. Uh, we're we're moving on from this. Uh, we gotta touch on this a little bit because you know it happened um, last week when we recorded Scene Dojo. We realized the news dropped after we had recorded everything, or we didn't. I mean, we didn't get to touch on it last week, so we're gonna touch on it now. Um, Anton Yelchin, uh, actor, I guess best known, he played uh, in the Star Trek reboot films as uh, Chekhov. Um, he passed away last week um, at the age of 27 and uh it was pretty much uh, it was it's a crazy story of what happened it's a freak is it's the definition of a freak car accident um and he wasn't really even driving his it, i guess the story is that his uh um his jeep was defective and it was recalled but he didn't get a chance to you know i don't even think they said that i believe it. from my understanding he didn't even get the letter yet yeah um and for so the recall he was, I guess, going to get his mail, maybe, or shut a gate or something like that. And he the walked down his driveway, and I guess it's a little steep. And he thought that the car was in park, but that was a defective thing about the product, that it was telling him the wrong thing that it was. And it rolled down the driveway, and uh, he was pinned, and he passed away. Um, this hit pretty hard for me a little bit because, uh, one, he's he's young. He's he's the same exact age as me. Um, he was born in the same year as me, and it's crazy when you know you have someone who's so talented as him uh, just just have it happen like this. So um, our prayers are you know everything go out to his family. Um, he if you guys get a chance get out there and you know check out some of his work. Um, he was he played really he was really great playing as Chekhov in the Star Trek uh, reboot films. Um, he, one of his old, uh, some earlier films. I really enjoyed the Fright Night remake he was in. Um, that was really great. Um, what about you, Paul? Anything to say about this at all? Yeah, I, I just think it uh, just sucks. You know, because it, it is. It's such a just a tragic accident for for somebody just has it together. You know, yeah. that, that's the thing with all like young Hollywood. Like when a lot of times when there's deaths, it's stuff that they caused themselves but this this kid had it together man and yeah. it just yeah he, ha- he has and currently he has like four films already shot and done yeah he has one animated season of a series they were going to try and launch out where he did a voice for a whole season already in the can ready to go and he was like he was going to be on his way i guess to rehearse with some friends for and then when he didn't show up then they came to his house to find that 
I, that had to be like really heartbreaking for whoever. I I couldn't imagine finding, like finding someone I know, just in that situation. You know, and it is, it is heartbreaking here. Like especially the the way he passed because it doesn't sound like that that was an easy or or you know, w- or easy way to die. I mean that that's. Well, I'm just like, hoping that it was fast. You know, I I don't want him. I just hope he didn't suffer, but it yeah. It's just really bad. So, but if you guys get a chance, go out there, uh, you know, check out his work. He was really, I mean, uh, I think uh, last year uh, they released uh, a movie called Green Room, which was really interesting. Um, there was, uh, I heard a lot of uh, good buzz about. And uh, you guys get out there and check out his work because, uh, you know, that guy deserved it and he didn't deserve this at all. So, yeah, and then so let's move on with another topic here. Um, sorry for bringing the podcast down a little bit. We had to touch on that. He was uh, a really great guy, um, great actor, and uh, sometimes we got to touch on it a little bit here. Moving on, next topic here. Uh, one of the topics we're going to get into, one of our main topics, uh, Star Wars Rogue One. We're getting into that topics of them uh, releasing a lot of character news about the characters and uh, descriptions of the characters and who they are and <clears throat> anything stand out to you paul at all about this uh, well we got uh force whitaker's character now we find out was from a five-part story arc in the clone wars mm-hmm. yeah. which is cool but too yeah uh, looking back it's an okay character but now this gives me more hopes that we find out what happens to Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> that, that's that's my whole thing. And or could she possibly make a, an appearance in this film? Ooh. Which I think would be really badass. That's interesting. That's interesting. I would hope. Hmm. I would hope. The rumor going around is the way Clone Wars will end will lead to Rogue One, which could make possible sense mm-hmm. to, I mean, yeah, Star Wars Rebels will end with Rogue One starting, so that that could be really cool. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, let me run down a couple characters here. We got uh, we got we got to meet uh, a little bit more information on Alan Tudyk's character. He's playing a droid called K two S O. Not reprogrammed. Not by really. choice. By, by choice. choice, he joins the rebels. Exactly. And they're really saying cool. it's like uh, Chewbacca attitude and a C three PO body, which that's, that's that cool. sounds fun. Yeah, that sounds Let's fun. Let's see him pull somebody's arms yep. from their side. They gave some information on uh, Ben Mendelsohn's uh, villain character of the film. He's playing Director Krennic, and basically he works. I, I guess he works underneath Vader, um, and but he he is in charge of I believe in, of the uh, uh, Death Troopers, right? Is yeah, that, yeah. So he's. I don't think he's going to work for him. Very underneath them, very long. Yeah, just yeah. when I look at the history of the other films. Yeah, they're looking like, at the history okay. of everything. I look at that little meeting that Darth Vader has in A New Hope, and it's like he's not supposed to be any of those characters sitting in that room. So if I would have to guess, he's dead by the end of this film. Yeah, we'll see. And then uh, so Director Krennic, he's in charge of the Death Troopers, and he's basically, I guess vying for the attention of the emperor so uh, but he works underneath vader so i guess it's a little i guess little little competition between the two i guess um we get some more information about uh well 
I'm gonna I, I want to go into this. So we got uh, Donnie Yen and uh, uh, Jang Wen. They are the Asian characters who were added into the the film, and uh, they're playing as kind of a pair, um, unlikely one of a uh, pair. Um, we got uh, Jang Wen playing uh, Base uh, Malbus. He's kind of like an armored soldier. Uh, type character and then but my, the one that interests me uh more a little bit more is uh donnie Yen's character he's playing uh uh Chirut, and he's not a jedi but he believes fully into the forest he's a blind monk warrior and he believes that the force will guide him which is really cool i enjoy that a lot <laughs> that's getting yeah. me excited um we got more information on diego luna's character he's playing uh captain Cassin andor um he's rebel intelligence officer you know we got we already know who Jean Ursel was. She's the main character of the film, probably stealing the, you know, she, her missions to steal the death plans, but we got some more information on her father played by Matt Mickelson, who was playing Galen, uh, Ursel. He's a scientist. And, um, uh, I believe probably, uh, uh, who is works for the empire. And probably if, if my assumption is correct, the person who creates the death star plans, um, and there's some connection there so that's yeah. that's interesting interesting um so yeah there's a lot of good information here of course you you touched on uh forrest whitaker playing uh saul guerrero who was uh a character from uh, clone wars which was interesting i really enjoyed that they're connecting the characters together from different like other things finally you know so that's really cool um anything else stand out to you paul at all no no good nothing else stands out because i it's it's just, yeah, it's just more I'm waiting because of reshoots I want a trailer. and everything I can't like wait that. Till, I can't wait till Comic Con comes around because we're gonna get a trailer for sure. Yeah, so I can't wait for that. That's been kind of the fun thing too. I've been like looking up like a lot of San Diego Comic Con stuff because uh, just for their fans alone, they always like to come out with like exclusive merchandise. Yeah, it's always fun to just kind of like look at the stuff that they have. Yeah. yeah. All right. <coughs> now we overcharge come. everybody on eBay. Now we come to topic of the show. Topic of the show. I already hit everything. No, we got one more topic, and that is Justice League. Um, There's a lot of information that came about on the web, and I was waist deep, possibly neck and chest deep into this news. Um, Going in there, checking it out. Um, There were some set visits they invited, which was it was pretty pretty cool to me that they invited some. uh, the uh, uh, journalists and critics who were probably the more harsh on the actual Batman v Superman film, right? Um, they got them, they invited them over for a set visit. And from what I've heard from this, I'm super excited, super excited for what they're doing here. So let me break it down for you, Paul. Have you got, have you heard any news about this? Have you been, I haven't heard any news about the results of this visit. Okay. Are you ready for this? I am ready. All right, so, uh, from what I heard, I'm, I'm probably going to forget a bunch of things because I was like so just like going through all this different stuff. They're introducing a lot more, you know, uh, uh, levity to the film. They're trying to get get it to be more, not as dark and brooding as it was in BBS, right? So they're not they're not like trying to like oh now it's happy and sunshine rainbows. But what they're doing is that they're working more on the script and more on the story of bringing it up more to like a level where it's not just going to be just like a dark and just like oh god what is this film it's going to be 
maybe not in line with Marvel films, but more from what I've heard and the breakdown, and I'll talk, to, talk about that in a minute, from what I heard of other people saying they're trying to get it more, they're introducing the characters that are going to bring more of the um, fun factor to the film, kind of, I guess, if you want to say it that way, but, you know, bringing more of a, this film is going to be a, a great ensemble, because they're all going to, the, the way that certain characters um, work together with each other, and how the characters show with each other, it kind of makes other characters seem better. So it all works and cohesives more better. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So um, they show they they got to see a lot more of the uh, suits and gadgets. And from what I heard, that there's going to be a lot of bat tech in this film, right? And I've heard that there's this there's uh, there's a really cool bat tech uh, kind of I want to call it like a freaking helicarrier type thing where it it. it I haven't seen it, but they're talking about it as it's 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 a huge like uh, uh, ship that's able to carry, or he, it could fit like the 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 Batmobiles and all this other stuff, and it, it's it sounds cool, right? Now, the but the the thing I want to get into is the they they got to see them shooting a scene, but they were also shown a scene that they already shot. It wasn't fully you know uh, done yet, but. It was it was all shot put together, right? So I'll talk about the scene that they saw. Scene, the whole thing about this film is that they're uh, Batman's trying to redeem himself, right? Um, because he feels like he failed Superman and everything like that. So he knows that there's a, there's a coming evil, right? Which we know now that they announced that Stephen Wolf will be the villain. Um, so what's happening is I guess him and Wonder Woman are trying to put together a team in. There's a scene they showed the people that uh, where Batman introduces himself to the Flash character. Edris, Ed, Edris. Uh, I was gonna say Edris Elba. <laughs> oh man, uh, he introduces himself to um, the uh, Flash character of Barry Allen in the film. And what happens is the scene is Barry Allen's coming home. Right, he comes into his apartment. He turns the light, and there's Bruce Wayne sitting in his apartment, right? And he, Bruce Wayne, gets up and says, uh, starts talking to him, and you know, Flash is like, "Who are you?" or whatever, and like this. And so, what happens is Bruce Wayne's like, "Is this you?" And he shows him the video we saw in BBS, right? Yeah, I believe the video or a picture or something like that. And a lot of people, and the the people who, from what I saw, were like, "This was a great." scene and a great tone of what they're setting for the film right especially for flash so Flash is comes up and he is the 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 kind of grounding of the whole you they're gonna feel like he's grounding the tone he's being funny he's being the, the way he is he when he shows him was like is this you flash is barry allen's like no that that, that no that can't be me this i mean uh He's, you know, I don't, I don't drink milk. I'm, I'm lactose intolerant. You know that he's grabbing milk right there. That can't be me or something yeah. like that. You know, and the, he's trying to like talk his way out of it. And then eventually, what happens is, is uh, Bruce Wayne gets kind of tired of this of him, like, and he throws a battering, right? And what happens is in the scene, uh, Flash Barry Allen, uh, he slows down time basically, kind of like in his super speed. He, he, and he just like. He stares at the battering and he looks at Bruce Wayne and stares back at the battering. It's like, oh crap, it's Batman, right? And like basically grabs the the battering and looks at it and realizes he's bad at Batman. And when he like finally gets back to normal speed, um, 
Bruce Wayne is like, so you're fast, right? And uh, uh, Flash is like, and you're Batman, right? And then, and then Bruce Wayne's like, so I'm putting together a team. And then before he could finish, um, I guess Barry Allen's like, I'm in, right? And can cool. I keep this? Cool. <laughs> Which is interesting. Um, I, I, I'm enjoying the way they're describing Barry Allen because they're talking about him being a genius, right? And on top of that, the suit looks so much more different than what we're used to, Paul. You and me being yeah, flash, yeah. Big they're flash saying it's nudes. a little arm. It's kind of armored. Yeah, I can't a, remember how many pieces that they said. It, it's, it comes in like 200, 200 pieces, right? Yeah, it's an good arm- luck, cosplayers. It's, it's basically an armored suit, right? Kind of. The, but it's so smart the way it sounds, right? Because we just accepted whatever the fuck they gave us in the goddamn Flash TV universe. Oh, it's like this fabric I created that kind of whatever the the. But that's the way it is in the what comics. He does, also. What he does is he goes and breaks into NASA, right? And he like also has all these three D printers, like uh, uh, making parts of the suit, and those parts of the suit are being made out of the same material that like spaceships are made out of that resist heat, right? So that he can oh, fly. And it he can sounds run so goddamn smart that makes, to me. That makes sense. It, makes, it sounds so good to he, me. Because the original Flash, Flash TV series, when he was running so fast and wearing like regular clothes, it was starting to rip. Yeah, and burn. So, yeah, which was, so which was cool. And I was sense. like, oh, it sounds so good. That even happened, I think, with this series, where his shoes, I think, caught fires. Yeah, something. yeah. And so what we're looking at here is that that's how it starts out. And I'm not sure if there's multiple Flash suits, but I've, I've heard that there might be. Because once Bruce Wayne enters the picture, his Bat-Tech, because there's a lot of Bat-Tech, there's a new well, Batmobile. Well, that probably shows like, the original suit. Then yeah, there's something. a brand new Batmobile. There's this brand new... There's, there's a lot of different things. And there's multiple Batman suits, they say. There is this one... They said there's this one Batman suit that looks like it's more... Uh, kind of looks like a suit. It's a lot more battle ready, and what it does, it, it helps increase Bruce Wayne's or Batman's strength, and yeah. it also has shock absorption, right? And I was like, oh god, it looks so good. Yeah, it's about well, a top good of that, idea. Uh, and it, it, the way they're describing this film is really great. And they're talking about like the way they shot the scenes and everything like that. It seems more brighter, right? Not like this darkness we got. Dark and, overtone, and, yeah. You know, it, it seems more brighter, especially with the Flash, right? And then so they talk about. Um, the scene that they saw see them shoot, right? It's the first day that uh, J.K. Simmons is on the job, on, on set, right? It's his first scene he's going to shoot, and what it is is um, they see a scene of it's J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon standing next to the bat signal on the top of uh, uh, Gotham City Precinct, right? And he's standing there, and then right across from him is Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash in his suit, right? They're standing there and they're talking about and uh, they're saying that J.K. Simmons is looks like he's professionally cosplaying Commissioner Gordon from the animated series. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they're yeah, that's they're cool. They're saying that he looks good, right? And the way the looks great. They're talking about then this the way they they shoot the scene. And the way it sounds like, <laughs> yeah, and the way it sounds like is that. They're talking about it, and the little chunk of story they got was like, so um, eight scientists have been uh, have gone missing uh, over, like, I forgot how, a period of time, right? And they're talking about it, and then Cyborg comes, comes out of the shadows or somewhere like that. The ninth was taken tonight, 
right? And they showed him, and they're saying that he's going to be all CGI, basically, from because he's wearing like green like parts yeah, on him. Yeah, jumps. So he's going to be CGI from the neck down, basically, because the way he looks. I mean, we saw that from the uh, the BBS yeah. uh, uh, little clip. Disappointing for the actor, man. <laughs> these guys have all these cool sh- suits. I'm wearing this green union suit. Now, from what I heard from some people who were talking oh, about it, they said that they noticed when he came onto the screen, Cyborg, Wonder Woman smiled right at him right and so what it led them to believe was like okay so batman and wonder woman working together to get the team together so it was possible that it was batman going to get flash wonder woman going to get cyborg you know and trying to get the team to unite it's possible I, you know? superman getting aquaman yes and they but again superman's dead remember oh yeah that's right maybe <laughs> wow Again, yeah. go with the comic books on this one. We all know what happened. Just yeah, and throws so corpse out into the sun. And, and so basically, basically that that's basically the gist of the scene, except for the last part, which was pretty funny, was that uh, J.K. Simmons turns away, and when he turns back, everybody's gone except for the Flash. He's just standing there. <laughs> I get like kind of like he didn't know that he was supposed to not be there when he turns around, <laughs> and then J.K. Simmons is like, "So do you get do you guys do you, all of you guys just do this?" <laughs> <laughs> which was great yeah it's got me super excited from all the information we see there's there's plenty more other like they saw concept art of a bunch of different things they said that there's going to be a large battle they they sh- they showed uh concept art for a m- lot more bat tech gadgets and things that they're doing and i'm super excited about that uh, this this is seeming like it's going to be a more grander film uh uh and a more in tone of what we wanted yeah, uh, Batman, Batman v Superman. Um, it seems like it's gonna work together even more, right? So, what, after hearing the two things I told you, the scene, the, yeah. the, the, if, the if stuff they saw behind the scene, and the scene shooting, how do you feel about it? I think that's cool. I, I think you really do need to lighten up the tone. It's like, but then going back to lightening up the tone, you know, I know there's been rumors about possibly having Dwayne Johnson play Black Adam. <laughs> I, I'm telling you right now. I'm, I'm telling, telling you, right you now, this. He's this, not gonna have time. Wait, <laughs> this guy would be a better Shazam. Yeah. Just because of being this massive body and just being like, you just look at his sense of humor and that. I, I still. Like, I could see him as that like 12 mm-hmm. or 14 year old boy that gets his power and then he's an adult i still believe but he still has I that still like, 100%, attitude i still 100 percent believe maybe not 100 percent. maybe i 75 percent believe that he's playing both black adam and, and shazam that would be i, I think that's really what cool. he's gonna, i think that's what they're gonna go for there because I, I i don't know who you can have to fill captain uh or shazam i, I don't want to call him the other name I don't know how you can fill Shazam's shoes with how like towering uh, Black Adam already looks. You know, I mean, yeah. you, you got to have someone who looks like it's gonna fit the part. You know, you can't just have like some regular dude. You know, and then all of a sudden have him expect to go off toe to toe with uh, Black Adam. Black Adam, right? I mean, even though Black Adam still seems like he's he's more menacing, yeah, he's got to seem that. But you can't have like a schlub just just be a Shazam. <laughs> Right, right. It's all on casting. That's how it is with any superhero films. Yeah. So I'm gonna say I'm super excited for Justice League now. Yeah. I I can't wait to see what the future holds. And I'm still telling you when I look at like what I've seen from the Wonder Woman movie, 
I really think DC dropped the ball on that, taking Chris Pine and making him Hell Jordan. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I, he looks I, like Hell Jordan. Which I still wonder. Is like, how, I wonder if they're going to have all seven heroes in this Justice League film. I think you got to save something for part two. See, this one, I'm like, it's the Justice League, right? But it's, it, I remember even seeing like um, that little tease of Aquaman. It says, Unite the Seven. And I was like, okay, so are they talking about the seven Justice League members? Or are they talking about the seven Cs, right? It could go either way, right? Right. And But they, I haven't heard anything about Green Lantern. And I, I'm sure Aquaman's going to be in it. But Superman's also dead. We don't know how he's going to come back yet. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of different ways it could happen. But who knows? It's super exciting. Super, super exciting. Paul. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I think that and that brings us to the end of another scene dojo. I want to thank you guys for joining us here on our uh, weekly movie and TV news fan cast. Basically, uh, you guys get out there, support us, uh, subscribe, rate, and review everything. Get on over to www.popsamurainetwork.com. Send us an email at popsamurainetwork at gmail.com. and don't forget to tweet at us at popsamuraicast. You know what I mean. And uh, don't forget to keep a lookout for our Patreon page that we're going to be getting up there. Paul's got an idea for a show he's going to be uh, setting up a goal for. I got a show that I want to basically remake slash relaunch. Um, and Alex has got a concept of a show that falls in line with also another show that we had before as well. So you can be on the lookout for that. We're going to be dropping all that news right there pretty soon. And uh, on top of that, don't forget, at the end of July, we're going to be over there at Milwaukee Mighty Con. So don't forget to go check us out over there and uh have some fun with us guys um anything else paul that's about it right i think we covered everything today cool cool. uh thank you guys and uh don't forget get out over there and support darren marler at darrenmarler.com he's our intro and outro guy and uh speaking of which take it away darren Will our heroes podcast survive? Spread the word, subscribe, and tune in next time. Same Pop Samurai time, same Pop Samurai channel.